captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Yeah, I'm miserable because I used to like, I'd have a tough day at work. You look forward to lunch. Now, I know what lunch is and it's it's bleak. This, if you can't have carbs, like sides for a lunch, because most lunch places are like, here's a protein and here's like fun sides, rice and french fries and it's it's brutal. Um, but like, I'm, when can you go back to introducing like a sweet potato or I don't need sweet grain, potato. That's like... tricky because that's probably like one of my better options would be sweet potato, but I don't eat it. Why don't you eat it? I don't like it. I really don't like sweet potatoes. Do you think there's a world your palate's going to change as you continue to oh, yeah, like, for sure, starve because... yourself from these yeah. treats? This dietitian said, um, like, you know, or somebody said, like, soon apples will taste like candy. You know, they'll be much sweeter. So that is true. I do. Those are my snacks every day. I have an apple and a banana usually at work. And other than that, I don't eat anything the whole day. Like, I was just, I ate sort of, at, let's say, at 7 at work. And then I came home now at 11 before the podcast. I was like, ooh, I would love to have a rice cake. And, and I, like, A, I don't want to have it because I'm trying to do intermittent fasting where I'm not eating for 16 hours. But also... um on the uh pantry i guess my wife had shy proofed it baby proofed it <laughs> and like i was like struggling to get it off i'm like you know what this is meant to be i'm not gonna eat the rice cakes because i know i would have a whole sleeve even if i went for one dad rice cakes by the way by baby proofing yes terrible um uh like uh, terrible uh podcast eating food if you were just munching a rice cake yeah that's time. definitely number one seed we could put it in the tournament for sure because you want to have it with peanut butter, which doesn't help. No, the, no, the that situation. only hurts. Yes. <laughs> um, well, that's interesting. When can you like? So I feel like you've told me before you'd rather not, like, a balanced diet. Let's say like you couldn't have like a cup of brown rice or something like some whole grain. Uh, I'm trying to think of what's uh, quinoa or whatever. Like, are you not there yet, or you'd rather just not have like half a serving of a carb that you're not that interested in? Yeah, I mean, uh, not yet. I I have like a wait to get to, and then well, that's a good question actually. What what should my what should my like party like? Let's say I get to my first goal weight. I think I have three goal weights, but the first one, which I'm not like crazy far away from. What should my like uh uh you know celebration party be? Like if I cheat, have a cheat diet one like cheat on the diet once. Well, don't you have to? And you know, it's fast forward, listeners like. 20 30 seconds or two minutes if you're not willing to not what not willing if you're not interested in this so it's like yeah they should have fast forward already if you're interested we'll talk about Um, at length but but um i mean i think part of the like stress and dieting is you're supposed to like have non-food related rewards right non-food related rewards like when you reach your goal weight you should celebrate by Dad gets a day off and gets to go nap in a hotel room like he apparently has always <laughs> aspired to do. That I have aspired or, to. Or like, you know, of... family goes to a movie, dad's choice, like mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Although then like then it's like, ooh, we usually go to the movies. We go out to like this burger place beforehand. Can't even do that now. Like, you know what I mean? Or, Food okay, like maybe so you do that and you like... get to go to the burger place or something. You eat it with lettuce yeah, burger, instead of, okay, I don't know, whatever. Because I like sometimes I'll there's a pizza store I really like and I'll pass it sometimes on the way home. And like I'm like drooling at this point. Like Yosei, uh, shy the baby. If he likes a food, 
sometimes. Like, if you realize if he'll like stick his tongue out like Michael Jordan. Like you hearing about pickles? Like me hearing, well, no, then just my mouth waters. Like here, <laughs> he like literally stick his tongue out like he wants it. So um, I, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start like, I'm going to I'm gonna give like the pizza store an awuga next time. <laughs> I mean, if you eat a hamburger, Missy and I talk about this all the time. Because if you get, if you go to a restaurant that has to put calories on the menu, Mm-hmm. and like i don't know what israel does with that there's like u.s requirements that if you have a certain amount of locations yes. you have to put the calories like it is unbelievable like missy and i just spent the day at the greatest resort in new york um state or city margaritaville in times square oh you went back and you went has... back to margaritaville oh we didn't stay over you can get it's the greatest well i don't want to i want to gatekeep this but just for the small audience of ngog don't be telling your friends <laughs> You could get a resort pass and be there for the full day without having to stay there, which is like, it's not cheap, but it's not prohibitively expensive for being by poolside all day. So we did that on um, Juneteenth when we had off. It was fabulous. And we, of course, indulged in the best burger in New York City at the Landshark uh, Bar and Grill. And um, yeah, the the calories. Yeah, you look at that menu and like... (laughs) Six fried shrimp are like six hundred more calories than the cheeseburger. Oh wow! You so know. you're saying, oh, so you're saying the burgers are not that many calories? Well, I, here's what Melissa and I non diet ask your dietitian about this. Like, the burger will never be the most caloric thing on the menu. Like something fried will always jump sure. in calories automatically against a burger, particularly. And this is a cheeseburger with buns, so. If you do like an animal, not animal style, what do they call protein style kind of thing where you have like mm-hmm. lettuce instead of the bun and you don't have cheese, you're basically just eating whatever meat blend. If it's 70, 30, 20, 80, 20, maybe more than you would buy in your own like barbecue, like fattier meat. Right. But like there are worse options, certainly. Than yeah. And I'm having protein hamburger. anyway, because so, it, it you know, it's not that you're much. Probably just having a fattier portion than you would like normally be having. Mm-hmm. certainly than a chicken breast like there are healthier things you can order on the menu but if you're ordering like it just like blows my mind to look at like coconut shrimp 500 more calories than a cheeseburger and you so know what's much depressing worse. when i work out now at like the the treadmills and the bikes and everything says how many calories you burned oh you burn nothing Nothing. It's so frustrating because then I thought about that. Like today I was running like relatively fast in the treadmill. I also had an embarrassing moment with myself where like the first few weeks I was running on the treadmill, I thought, because I weigh myself every day and, and a pound is 2.2 kilograms, but everything there is in kilograms and, and kilometers. So I, for some reason in my head, had that they were both conversion 1 to 2.2. So I was like, I'm running really slow on this because I thought it was like if you're running, let's say, on, uh, you know, uh, Eight point eight would be only four. I was like, I used to run much faster than four on the treadmill, but really, <laughs> really, eight point eight is is like five and a half or something. Well, I'll add one thing I want to say about burgers too before people write to me. Like, obviously, I think like nutritional value in terms of like besides ca- the other like macros besides calories are probably like cholesterol, fat, etc. are probably worse. So don't at me. I don't care. Um, but. Also, and you know this, but I feel like for healthy discussion about nutrition and weight, like there are other benefits to working out than just your calorie burn. Eating is important. Working out is important. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, But yeah, it is when you're like looking to lose weight. It can be very frustrating. 
But you burn a ton of calories just living, Keeb. So your workouts are bonus. It's true. Yeah. The, 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 the one like higher number is like if you have the, the steps app or whatever, that's like a lot. Yeah. It's almost like too optimistic. Wait, can I ask one more question? And I don't think we should talk too much more about food. Maybe next week we have a no, no diet rule. I won't talk about it. I diet. think we're being responsible about it, but don't. Oh, no, no. Okay, fine. I just, it might not be so interesting <laughs> for people. But so you mentioned um, uh, Landshark and, and Margaritaville. Do you like Jimmy Buffett at all? I, I really know. And you know, it's funny. I've, well, not no. I don't care. Like, if the song comes on, I'm like, ooh. Like, but I'm not, I wouldn't go to a concert unless it was for the vibes. But I did um, I did see Escape to Margaritaville, I think was the name of it, the Jimmy mm-hmm. Buffett musical, by accident. And that was not good. No. It is yeah, funny. Saw- so you like, you like the vibes, but you don't like the music, basically. Well, here's the thing, to be clear. First of all, it's like kind of a bit. But then it is like a fun place to go. There are like multiple bars in the place that you can access as just like a person there. Uh, like you don't have to be a hotel guest. And that's like very fun that you could like kind of do a bar crawl at one place. Um, and then the outdoor area, like the pool area is like being at a resort and like to be able to be, you know, there are other places in like Brooklyn or whatever, but it still doesn't have like a resort vibe. You can like really feel like you're getting a day at like a resort in Times Square, which is sort of like absurd. And it's very clean and it's very nice. And the people are there are very nice. The staff is very nice. Like it's, where can you go get like a rum punch poolside without like leaving New York City? It's true. No, I. I What's it not serves to like? a specific niche? Is it only for you, or is this place like packed at all times? It's definitely not only for me. I mean, we we booked like a week and a half in advance and got like a day bed there and resort pass for two, and then it was like the last one available. So in terms of like resort pass. And, like, when we stayed there, I don't know if I talked about this in the podcast, like, Missy and I have stayed there before. And when we just went during the day, like, Missy got up very early and, like, reserved our chairs. Not because it's not, it's, like, totally packed. It's just there aren't that many lounge chairs. It's still small. It's in New York City. So it's full for, like, what it is. But what's fascinating, and, like, at on, I've been there on a date once, LOL. And, like, the rooftop bar, which I've also been to with Brian Scally and Jacob Jones, it has a really great view of the city. That is, like, shockingly packed on, like, a Saturday night. But the Landshark Bar and Grill, which is a huge, like, restaurant space, is always empty. I've never seen it more than, like, 15% fill- filled. It's and it just must be surviving. I know, like, the Buffett whole thing. Well, no, there's a margarita there. Okay, let's let's discuss this. I think your diet's more interesting than this, but whatever. There's the Margaritaville restaurant, which is like on the second floor. It has a separate entrance. You don't have to like go into the hotel to get there. That's and the main that, restaurant. That is the main restaurant. I've only eaten there once at the bar. And frankly, the food is not as good as any of the other locations, but definitely not the burger at the Landshark. Um, and Missy and I went there when we stayed there. It's like, it's kitschy. Let's go. And like, we couldn't get a table. It was jammed. Again, this was like a Saturday. Like, or no, this was a weekday night. It was shocking. So then there's the top. I always forget the names. One of them is like the five o'clock somewhere bar. One of them is like some other Jimmy Buffett pun. And then there's the Land Shark bar, which says fins to the left, fins to the right. Like, do you know the song? Mm-hmm. So there's many. I don't know why I'm talking about this, but. 
That's oh, so the restaurant is always packed. The land, the like bar that would you'd go to, like the restaurant you'd go to to eat if you were like by the pool or like staying there is always like empty. Missy and I are always there with like three people when we go, which is great. Jimmy Buffett must be so rich. I mean, who's not? Who's not so rich? <laughs> I know. I just wow. feel like all I'm constantly <laughs> reading about billionaires these days. Really? You know a lot of billionaires? No, I said reading about. Mm-hmm. Do you th- anyway. W- would you want to be a billionaire or would you rather have like $250 million? This is like what I told my dad as a kid. I'd rather be vice president because I don't want to be assassinated. Like <laughs> I'd probably – I'd rather be comfortable and not be like an exorbitant billionaire. But better I have the money than a lot of other people, you know? So True. I don't know. But that's what all the billionaires think. Also, like I, I do think there's a level of stress that would probably come with a billion dollars that – would be like first of all i'd be up all night like worried i'd lose it all you know no because you pay people to manage it i know but what if like tim duncan my favorite basketball player he did that and then the guy stole like 20 million of his dollars i don't know we'll stay at the 250 million dollar level yeah but maybe you have like five people like manage your money so then if like one of them is a thief it's fine it's just 20 percent, you know checks and balances okay that's what we're gonna do if we're ever billionaires Good plan. All right. Hey, fam. Welcome back to New Girl, Old Guy <laughs> for season five, episode six. Reagan, I'm neither the new girl nor the old guy. My name is Ali Lasher, and I am here with the uh, smart cop to my dumb cop, Kiva Winokur. I mean, I like you introducing us halfway through the episode at this point. Um, I wow, you people... think this is only going to be a 26-minute episode? Oh, we're only 13 minutes in? It felt, <laughs> it felt that painful. <laughs> no, was, I enjoyed it, but... But maybe, you know, other people, who knows if they did. That's my uh, little exercise time. I walked around during that conversation. Um, really? And now I'm sitting down, sitting down to business. Um, I like that. I I um, I was just doing a podcast and I was walking around the whole podcast. And I it's actually not a bad idea if, for my diet. For we should be doing that. Honestly, for now, Missy and I used to do this in the pandemic, like, We'd be on the phone for like three hours a day anyway. Might as well like hop on the Peloton or whatever while you're on the phone. Sure. But then, I, then I'm then i more conscious like, oh, I could get off the phone at any time and I could get off the bike. The, the podcast likes got to run. Maybe we should be working out during the podcast. Uh, it's not a bad idea. I mean, I already work out like, I mean, if you could, the problem is like the gym I work out is, is not like a private, you know what I mean? It would be weird if I was doing I mean, steps, process. get up and march in place. Like, I don't mean like you've got to be like running oh, okay. at five and a half. Yes. Well, what's a good, I don't, I also don't know what, what a good treadmill speed is. Like what? I'm a walker in the world. I've been like trying to get myself on the treadmill, but I live in New York City. So I prefer to just go out and walk in the world. Like there's no better place to walk than New York City. It's true, and and you like boxing anyway. That's your that's your exercise. Um, but uh, I don't know. I did the sound effects, but um, <laughs> but I read somewhere that like people who have a natural like sure metabolism, but like for example, like my uh my boyfriend is like pretty slim, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. and he's like constantly flex. moving, double flex. He there. he. Like he like shakes his leg. He'll like walk around. Like he's got a lot of that like. So you think he's skinny because he guys. shakes his legs a lot? Well, no. People, I read this that it's true that if you, I forget what it's called, but if is you that have, restless like, leg syndrome? No, no, no. It's not just. But like, if you have a propensity to like be on the phone and sit down, mm-hmm. versus you walk around or like you dance around while you're doing like uh, 
chores or you walk really fast or you like walk in place while you're doing something like that all like contributes to just like a natural like higher metabolic rate or whatever like metabolism i mean i don't know i'm not a scientist clearly and i'm not the picture of health so as as missia says health fitness is not our lives so i can't really speak to this but uh which is a great out of context no i like it i think i think uh yeah i should do all my work walking around sometimes i'll walk around the office i'm I'm like kind of far for a relatively small office from like the kitchen or whatever sometimes i'll just like go for a walk while holding my laptop well, yeah, that's some. I mean, that looks insane, but that's. Oh, I'm sure. People also said, my mom said this, like, if in your daily life, like, if you're driving to the supermarket, which you've probably never done in your life, but someone you know is driving to the supermarket, like, purposely, like, park. Everyone looks for a close parking spot. You look for a far parking spot, you know, and then you like get the mm-hmm. walk-in. Did I, did I have I mentioned on this podcast already that I uh, that my daughter has a driver's license? You've mentioned to me uh, privately, but I don't think. Oh, okay. You mentioned on the podcast. Yeah. Although she came over and she's like, uh, it's just 10,000 checkout for the year for insurance. It was like $3,000. I was like, well, I don't want, I, I, I want to, I would pay 10,000 checkout for you not to be able to drive. Like, well, that's not an incentive to me. Well, that's because do you not drive her now places? It's probably a good incentive for Mara. She can drive. No, I don't think we have to drive places. her. She's pretty independent. There's really good public transportation here also. Uh, she's in a dormant school, so it's not like she would be able to take her car. Um, she wants Hold to on. work. Ella doesn't live car. with you. She does live with us, but she her dorm is like three nights a week. It's like a half. Oh party. wow, that's cool. It's I mean her her high school yeah the whole time, but she's been there like twelve times because freshman year was COVID, sophomore year at the beginning was COVID, um, uh, like uh, then there was other stuff like yeah she's she's I like she's been there ten fifteen times <laughs> in three years, but yeah she does dorm, um. But wait, that's really cool. Like a hybrid. And how far away is the dorm? You said that at the beginning, but I got distracted. It's like an hour. It's like a it's like an hour drive. Okay, but she's not like at so least. far away at like a boarding school where it's like would be a real hardship if she wanted to come home. No, she she'll like come that. home on like a Tuesday when they have like a half day or something. So she's gone three days a week, and on the week like Shabbat, I assume she's home. She's around, and yeah, most of the time, yeah. Or wherever she wants to be. It's mm-hmm. not like she has to be at school. That's pretty cool. That's a good like little hybrid prep for college. Yeah, although there isn't like college prep here as much because like people don't go straight to college here because a lot of people go to the army or do national service or go to work for a few years. Like we had at least one person at work who like worked for two years and then went to college, like in a startup. You know, like uh, um, like I don't think she's going to college in twelve months. I don't think any of her friends are. No, I'm sorry. I just meant like mental, pre- like independent. Sure, like, absolutely. It, yeah, like, but kids also. I'm half in. I'm half out. Kids here, I think, grow up much faster. Like they, I don't think they have to. Now, there's something interesting, which is, um, well, they have to raise their parents, or at least one of their parents. <laughs> well, there's something interesting, which is like uh, in the U.S., like we're pretty babied. Like at least, oh, you know, for I, sure. You and I grew up. We're very babied, but there is a little bit of growing up. Like college is, you know, for a lot of people, not for me, but is like fun and partying and whatever. But, like, I also have friends who were, like, full-on doctors when they were 25. You know, four years of college, four years of grad <laughs> yeah. school. 25, 26, you're, like, legitimately a doctor. Lots of friends like that. Um, and here it's the opposite where, like, you have to, you have mandatory service and this and that. And, like, you're, like, you're starting college at, like, 23. Also, everyone here after the Army does, like, six months in Thailand or, like, six months in, in uh, South America. So hopefully my kids won't. But, uh, um, 
you know, so it's like you it's, Click their it's wings, like no driving, people here no are travel. Way ahead. People here are like way ahead, but then like Americans catch up fast because they, you know, have jobs and lives and responsibilities way before uh you know, other countries. I mean, you're hoping that your 26-year-old daughter uh, doctor has caught up fast. I don't know that just because they're a doctor means that they've caught up in maturity. Well, that is weird when you have like a friend who's a doctor and you're like Oh, yeah, I remember when you were, you know, uh, passed out on the A-train floor at, like, 3 in the morning. It's like, oh, you're somebody's doctor. But I guess, listen, do you think you would have been good? I was wondering about this this week. Do you think you would have been good at predicting what your friends when you were, seven, like, senior year of high school, maybe freshman year of college, like, what they ended up being? Like, in terms of with their jobs and successful and, like, relationships and personalities and, uh, like, do you think you would have been good at predicting people when you were 18? where they are now uh, 20 years later for you no no you don't think you would have been i mean like i would say a lot of people i know where they're at now doesn't surprise me based on where they are at 18 but i mean like maybe you'll be better at predicting where like ella's friends will be in the future but like i don't think i give me too much credit as a dad to like know her friends well or whatever, like if I could revisit yeah. those people at the age mm-hmm. I am now, maybe I'd be like, people to me are pretty consistent. Uh, yeah. There aren't a lot of big surprises to me, but I don't think I was able to like think about that when I was a kid. I do think I thought about it, and I I, I think it's like most people are where they are. There are some people I'm like shocked. Like sometimes I think we put a lot of value in like how good people are at like tests or whatever, because there was people I grew up with who were like not good students, and I assume that they would like, not be successful but then like i have friends who are really terrible students or or, like relatively who are like very successful and it's like oh yeah they're not dumb they're just like we're bad at one thing which is like uh, studying and or taking standardized tests you know see that's interesting when you just asked me that question i didn't think at all about how people like performed in school because i really didn't know or pay attention to that like i hated kids who like asked how people did when well, like remember my grade was 33 kids so i could have told you i think every single yeah yeah, average, yeah i could have told you every single kid's average in my grade just because like it was so small it was like impossible to hide yeah so i didn't have the same kind of yes I and, totally SAT, and i probably knew all 33 kids in my grade's sat score like it was you know it was there wasn't it was pretty insular interesting that sounds like a nightmare nah because nobody cared like it wasn't everyone went to yeshiva or to cuny uh, like maybe a couple people went to Brandeis or like, you know, it was it, it, like nobody was uh, academic. Like nobody, there was a lot of smart kids, but nobody was like competitive or anything. Hmm. All right. Well, let's talk about this episode because while yes. I've enjoyed this pre prelude, there's actually a lot we have to discuss here on mm-hmm. what is the actual 100th episode of New Girl, not to be confused with the 100th episode of NGOG, which happened last week with the great producer Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode happens without the titular New Girl um on february 9th 2016 um but before we get to this uh key because mm-hmm. i want to hear the digest i want to hear your uh takes obviously as we introduce reagan to the loft um kelly asked the listeners to write in some nice words uh to the questions link and i want to read one of them uh amber bassett says because it's honestly so um unbelievable to me this is my all-time favorite pod. Well, that's believable, obviously. NGOG was my intro into the RHAP world, and now I am obsessed. I hope NGOG joins in for something at a live show. 
that will never happen, Amber, but thank you for the support. <laughs> Please don't quit. NGOG always goes straight to the up next on my long pod queue. Love you guys. Mm. It is, Should we get an affiliate you. code from Rob if we like yeah. for the four people we sent to RHAP? Thank you, Amber. It is crazy to me that NGOG would have been a gateway. I mean, not crazy. We talk, I mean, we have our own podcasting, people check that out or whatever. But like, it's so interesting to me that if you are someone who would be an audience member of Rob's, that you would have found us first and then found Rob's yes. like unbelievably broad, vast network of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where is that they... a feather in our cap? Yeah, for sure. Put another feather in. Even if we, if Amber is one of one, that is impressive to me. Like, it's yeah, shocking. she might be, but still, I appreciate it. <laughs> Um, you know, Rob was that. almost on this episode, sort of. Please say more. Well, I mean, basically, it's a long, boring story. I already told on another podcast, but uh, well, then skip it. I know. I asked my <laughs> wife. My wife basically suggested. My wife. You know, it's it's a complicated story. My wife basically suggested that Rob do NGOG tonight instead of me, so I go move a couch. Um, so I suggested it to him. And but he, he declined. Had a, he already had a he had a call at this time. But I thought what? it'd be funny. Imagine if Rob showed up. Would you? I mean, that would have been funny. Because I would have preferred not, it. That would have been Zooey, great. Zooey's not in the hundredth episode. Now I'm not the Zooey. You're the Zooey. So in theory, you shouldn't have shown up. But um, Zooey, it still would have been funny. I think that would have been great. Um, great idea by Mara. Don't know why it would take you so long to move a couch. We got to I've already told the story, but the, the guy. All right, skip the story. A couch. Yeah. Is whatever. is Mara aware that? you have complete flexibility over this and could have just said can't make it today and there would have been no consequences at all. But she doesn't want to be the bad guy and, and suggest no, but that. You, you know I mean? think that's when you say like, oh my God, like the wind could blow and we don't have to do this podcast. It's fine. She thinks this is like, you know, no, I mean, I you, just counted you, Akiva, Adira has you 12 pair say. of white sneakers. Like, who do you think is paying for those? I got to, she thinks this Not podcast this. is supporting us. <laughs> yeah, but you, but what I'm saying is you step in and say, I, you know what, Mara? I'll be the hero today. I'll cancel this podcast for you. And then she doesn't have to know that this is so inconsequential if you cancel it. Right. And I don't mean it's inconsequential to us. Like, we like the product, but, like, we, we take an approach where we we come when we can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I could have done that, but I also really didn't want to move a couch, you know? I, okay, I had a long well, day. Okay. Well, sad that Rob's not here. That's pretty funny. Um, I want to get to the digest because i always forget so i'm just gonna do that now before i say okay. anything else mm -hmm. uh pretty simple digest um nick invites a lady named reagan to move into the loft uh and it turns out reagan has a little bit of a past uh with one of the loft mates sort of that's, that's, that's the headline for you. The headline is a woman who hooked up with CC is moving into the loft. That's the that's the digest. That's what the episode is about. Oh my god, you are like you know when she's like, "Wow, is it your problem that I've hooked up with a girl?" And he's like, "No, it's my it's the, like that's yeah. your headline is that Reagan and CC. That's up. like the tagline. Like if you were uh, like watching that is TV, not the tagline. Time out, Allie. If you were watching TV. And you know, you know, you like you press information. It says what the episode summary is. That's what it is. Like Nick invites a woman to the house who you know previously had a relationship with Cece. No, the headline is either. And first of all, this isn't. All like right, sex I just checked Wikipedia, and, and that's their headline. Wikipedia's headline is only about that. So maybe Wikipedia is sexist or whatever you think I am right now. 
But I don't think you're anything. I just think it's funny that that's the main thing that you came away with from the episode. Well, I don't even read the like... tagline. I, I, I give me one second. But yeah, I'm okay. Because here's the IMDb about. summary: A beautiful okay, pharmaceutical t- rep enters the gang's life when she agrees to sublet Jess's room while she's on jury duty. I would say the tagline is either simply Reagan moves in, hot Reagan moves in, or it's like Nick goes bananas trying to get hot Reagan to move in while Schmidt's jealous, like while Schmidt gets jealous. Yeah. All right. Nick tries to get Reagan, Megan Fox, an attractive bisexual pharmaceutical sales rep to temporarily move into the lawful while Jess is still in jury duty. Schmidt learns that CeCe and Reagan had a sexual encounter years ago, making him uncomfortable. Okay. That's like, that's what I said. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's great. Here, Listen, I, I want to... He, I understand. He heard about he heard about Cece and Megan Fox, and he can't Mr. Wikipedia, and he can't stop thinking about. It. <laughs> All right, here's something I have always worried about in our new girl journey, and we have arrived here because I don't think it's a spoiler to tell you that Reagan, this is not Reagan's last appearance on the show, right? I think that's clear. Yeah. Um. Although that would be incredible if, like, she sublets and it's, like, Jerry and Elaine getting together and then the next episode it's, like, nothing ever happened. Um, Spoiler alert, that does not happen here. But um, I have looked back upon the Reagan era. Like, this is the era of New Girl I've been most worried about because it's the part of New Girl that I have, like, the worst feelings about. But I was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed this episode. Interesting. Now, I I know that just that uh, that uh, Megan Fox is in multiple episodes. I don't know if she's the rest of the season, the rest of the series, five to ten episodes, because I assume Cece's back. And like at this point, my guess is probably in the range of, let's say, six episodes or something. Jess is back, but yes. Jess. So. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't have any preconceived notions, but this one, she was good. She's a good character. She has a little bit of um, uh, Fern. What's the... Uh, what's, Fawn what's Moscato? The... Fawn. Fern is Chester's mom. Fawn... Um... Oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, Fawn Moscato. She's got a little bit of Fawn energy. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to... You know, tell me after one episode. I don't think it's as grating to you as you found Fawn. I would predict Yeah, that. I didn't. I didn't. But also, I mean, maybe people like give Megan Fox more of the benefit of the doubt. I'm not sure. Ironically, in real life, a lot of people find Megan Fox very grating. So. Well, I think Reagan as a character saying nothing of Zoe Lister-Jones, Zoe Lister-Jones or um, Megan Fox. I think Reagan is like cooler and funnier than Fawn and Fawn is more like uptight slash schmitty. So mm-hmm. like it's just... You know, Reagan is moving into the loft. Reagan has to be sort of a more fully formed character. Fawn Mm -hmm. is a caricature. Yes, Fawn is, yeah, Fawn is not a real person that you could run into in real life. Maybe in D.C., but. I don't want you to look this up, so I am looking. um, Yeah, I didn't Google anything Fox. I want to look at how many episodes Reagan is in. Um, It is not easy to find. Um, okay. IMDb I don't know if it's more or less than I thought. I have no reaction. Why don't you do an over-under, though? Or not over-under. Like, why don't you guess? Okay. I'm going to say... We have Megan... about, like, 50 episodes left in the whole series, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm going to say Megan Fox is in eight total episodes. 
Okay. Now I'm betting um, the under. I'm I'm going under actually on eight. Should I tell you if you're under or over? I don't think no, like spoilers no, no. are so important. I think it's no, interesting no. to Well, one thing I think we have lost here is like there are interesting things that we should talk about that would be interesting to talk about. We'll talk about them that in the we don't talk about because we're so. <laughs> no, no, it's like we don't get to like because yes. I don't remember that you said that, and then it's like we see For the sure. journey, we don't come back. I kind of want to tell you if you were over or under. That's not tell so me. crazy. Uh, tell me, yeah, you can tell me. That's fine. You are under. So not only did you lose your pick, but you lost your pick on your pick of going under of your own pick. Yeah, I set the odds. I'm the odds maker, <laughs> and then I then I. <laughs> um. Okay, so we'll wow. see if I am going to if if like a closer look at the Reagan era uh, gives me like a change of heart on the whole thing. I mean, I think I'm a creature of habit. I don't like the idea that I mean, I, I support maternity leave, but I don't like the idea that like the title character of the show is gone and they just like bring in another brunette and like, we'll yes. see where this goes. Like, I think I've always just like. It's like when they imagine if you did it in your job. Yeah, people. I'm sure they they do that all the time. Like <laughs> another um, brunette. <laughs> but I, yeah, I like again. Like when they did Big Brother, people in the challenge has resistance to it, and then I think it was ultimately very good for the franchise. So like maybe with a closer look, um, I, I feel like I've kind of skipped these episodes honestly in my rewatches. So now that I'm going to be like examining them, maybe I'll come away liking them more than I remember. Or worse. It's interesting. I didn't know you skip in your re- in your rewatches. I mean, I don't. I, I honestly, it's been like three years since I even watched New Girl outside of this podcast because I stopped rewatching it as yeah. we've uh, been mm-hmm. here. I do skip um, certain episodes in the league. Oh, okay, interesting. Including the, some of the Rafi, Dirty, the Randy Rafi stuff, stuff is just yeah, too yeah. much for me. Everyone, I skipped that when it was on, even basically. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about this. I mean, let's start with the the Schmidt storyline of. Um, you know, he gets called out by a bar patron for not having a ring for CC, which I don't remember if we talked about on this podcast or if I've only discussed it with Jared Jerome and Alex Chesser, but uh, our friend of the podcast, Missy, has had a little snafu with Jared Jerome because he wasn't wearing a ring at the beer tournament. And, like, apparently a lot of Moos don't wear rings, which blew my mind. Well, I don't wear a ring because I got married so young I didn't know that's what people did. And then, like, at some point, a couple of years I feel years, like they, kindergartners they, know that. I don't mean I that as a dig. I mean, like, no, I didn't people, know kindergartners that get married men, in kindergarten. And... I didn't know oh, Orthodox I see men wore rings. I didn't. I thought it was, like, a thing they didn't. So then, um, like, a couple years later, Mary's like, hey, I'll get you a ring. I was like, nah, it's too late now. It's fine. But women must know I'm married because they still don't hit on me, even though I'm not wearing a ring. It is a little, not to get all, like, sexism and religion, but, like, there are many indicators in Judaism that a woman is married, even without a ring. And are there any indicators that a man is married if they don't wear a ring? Not really. No. Mm. Yeah, it's mm. easy. In, in Israel, it's incredibly mm. easy. <laughs> <laughs> you come here accidentally hit on a bunch of married guys. Um, <laughs> th- it is funny because married women here often, like Orthodox women, wear like the mitpachat, like the like the head wrap, um, and uh, so you know immediately. Like I see, you see a woman on the street, you know, you know more than wigs in America. It's like they might have a really good wig, you wouldn't be able to tell, but here it's like the head wrap, so you know immediately. It's like a sign. Oh, she's married. Mm. 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 No, <laughs> um, yeah, no, interesting. 
So Schmidt has still not gotten a ring for CC, which I think is like pretty out of character for Schmidt. I feel like Schmidt would enjoy that process. And he's like pretty showy and, you know, has money with like, at least compared to the loft. But uh, yeah, he proposed with the $5 bill from the douchebag jar. So he has not yet gotten a ring. And we find out later via some uh, work with, with Reagan that it's more of a projection of his that he's worried he's not good enough for CC, and right. that's why he struggled to find a ring good enough for CC. You buying this? Yes, 100%. You're 100% buying this storyline. No, I'm not buying it, but I, I like I hear what you're. I thought you meant like hear what you're saying versus buying. <laughs> no, but it, producer Kelly will help us out because this is my problem with the storyline. Are we annoyed that they are back to the insane jealousy plotline that was the reason Schmidt and CC broke up at the end of season one while ignoring? That Schmidt cheated on her and that he already lived with someone CC hooked up with coach. I am most concerned with Schmidt is the one who cheated on CC. Yes, now right. Projecting yeah, 100%. Trust issues and she doesn't even say, like, I don't know if the show regrets, like, I would be very curious to know from the show, the creators of the show, if they intended always for Schmidt and CC to get together or if that just sort of the chemistry and the way the story was working, like worked itself out. Right. And now they regret the, the that they burned the relationship because in any real relationship, CC would be like, you cheated on me and that would get addressed. And I get that they don't want to talk about that anymore because right. we're supposed to root for them. It's inconvenient. Yes. It was so frustrating to me. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. It would obviously come up immediately. Now they also handled it differently. Whereas I think like, not like you know it, to get in the mind of uh, I think most men if it was like okay your fiance is gonna like uh, cheat with Megan Fox they'd be like all right whatever he wouldn't like lose any sleep over it versus Nick who's like falling apart here <laughs> to get into the mind of most men yeah I, as, I can speak for like the majority with of men Megan here. Fox you're like <laughs> whatever I think it's true sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Once again, in the mind of most women, it is shocking that CC doesn't say, "Hey, asshole, yes. remember when you cheated on me?" Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, she should like if she's mad at him at, at the diner, she should be saying that. Like, it should come up twice a day. Well, no, that's Loki toxic. But I think if he is projecting his trust issues onto you, and he's the one who doesn't deserve your trust, right? Maybe that gets worked out. Right. She's shown no reason. This was like also i'm surprised they said oh two like how old are they supposed to be at this point this is what this is 2015 when did she say oh two oh oh three oh like the mtv yeah that's like 13 years ago so i mean i guess that makes sense they're well, yeah 30s. they're they're probably 21 yeah. like yeah, yeah so 19 yeah yeah that's fair but um you know this was a long time ago i think he could get over it i almost introduced you on the pod instead of the smart cop dung cop as daddy's favorite boy i didn't know how you feel about that uh, as long as you didn't say melon felon <laughs> <laughs> yeah that writing didn't really feel natural coming from no it was, it was it, like sometimes new girl is like a cartoon and there was like we just want to make a joke that's very stupid um but meanwhile nick is struggling to get excited about like girls he's been talking to he's looking for magic and Allie here back to tell us that winston and nick should be settling or they'll be alone forever um, what do you think of that advice for Bally? Should Nick and Winston be holding out for uh, the real thing, or should they just be looking for I, whoever will I had a them? conversation with a single friend recently, and I said, like... You only have one single friend. Okay, don't say their name then. <laughs> well, I used to have two, but then all of a sudden someone got a skinny boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> um, 
uh, I said like, and I was, this was like a serious conversation. I said like, like, have you thought about settling? Like you, there's a person, <laughs> he's like a, a situation ship type thing. And I said like, cause I've gone, I don't want to hear, I've been hearing for 17, 18 years about all these women and whatever. And this was the one that got away or I'm not interested in her. She's interested in me or vice versa. Like, it, just try it, you know, like, uh, like at this point you should both like, it's for sure settling for, for her, but you should both settle. And he's like, hey, I have so I'm many sure. questions. Yeah. What is a mo'o version of a situation situationship? Can you define that for me? I think it's the same thing. I think when you're 39 years old, probably the same exact thing as, uh, uh, you know, as a non-mo'o version. Wow, they're smashing in sin. I mean, I, I, I I'm not asking that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, interesting. Well, the other thing I was gonna say, but maybe it's different because what you just said like i feel like people don't really just try things out in the moa world or you mean like get married and see if you need to get divorced like what do you uh, mean by just try it yeah Isn't i'm gonna get married doing? get married oh, that's I bad advice should, it's not bad no he, i no i don't think you should get divorced i think it's like the, first of all I, I i mean i'm i was being semi-facetious like i think you know we should marry the person anyway but it's like the downside is like almost the downside at this point is a like to be practical, you know, late thirties. If you want to have kids, like it's much easier to do it now than how old is she now? Probably this is probably 38, 39 also. And, um, like even if it, my it's settling is more like maybe there's a flaw that you would have turned away when you were 24, you know, they don't, their parents don't have enough money or, or they don't have the right looks. I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm making stuff up. But, like, it's like at a certain point, like, you're going to have to not literally settle, but stop being so picky, essentially. Yeah, you know? spoken like a guy who fell in, like, legitimate love at 19 years old and, like, has been with that person his whole life. No, I, I, I don't I think take it's your good point, advice. But I, don't like, think, I wouldn't give it to, maybe, this to you. Good. But at a certain point, like, an orthodox person who's 39 and unmarried is, like, 100. You know what I mean? It's like... Well, anybody who's 39 and unmarried who wants kids is Sure. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Issues. Yeah, abso absolutely. People who want kids. So that that's all I'm saying is is it's like uh at this point uh you know, you got to try something. And I get it. If he's got limitations like it's like uh Faye, they're uh, Jewish matchmaking. It's like something's got to give like their religiosity or they're right. the, like, you know, you guys have a much smaller pool than just the average 39-year-old looking to have Yes, family. but your pool is sort of found for you in in a Meaning our pool is much smaller, but also like everyone is sort of presented to you. You know what I mean? Whereas like you have no access in theory to just like a random guy from Hoboken. Like you have no way to connect with them. But here, what are you like, talking about? There's a billion dollar industry called dating apps where people are being connected to single. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm just saying, like here, it's it's like people are like doing it for you almost at that point. If you're you know if if you're a single in your thirties. It's interesting. So they also have you also lose any inkling of like I wonder if there's someone better out there for me. Like he's aware of every single person. Every single person. Like you could name <laughs> That's I mean, crazy. literally any any stories like oh yeah, I went out with them twice. Like I did ask this friend how many times he's gone out with how many girls gone out. I think he doesn't know the exact number. It's gotta be three fifty, four hundred, something like that. Oh, remind me off pod. Somebody I met is engaged to a MOO in New York in the New York area, and I feel okay. like you might know them. Mm -hmm. Um All right. So and, and also Moo is not even the right word, right? Because this Moo that you're talking about, like the Moo I just mentioned, is a Moo marrying a non Moo Jewish girl who's going to keep a kosher home for them. But like, mm -hmm. 
that's different than the moho you're like that would not be sufficient for your friend it would be i think i i also think one oh well then he does have the unlimited pool then welcome back that's to what i'm saying pool. that's what i'm saying like well, i mean no uh this is like two inside baseball but it's like um he he can go like you know left-wing orthodox right-wing orthodox like he wouldn't marry you you know what i mean but maybe right, he would. But I don't I'm know. saying the Mo'o I'm the Mo'o I'm telling you about is somebody who married a me who's willing to. Right. Exactly. That person has more, an unlimited of, Jew, at least if he's only dating Jewish. Or right. Whatever. Like that's a much more, right. a larger pool. Yes. Right. But that I mean, the, this couple amazing. I'm not talking about them. That's a dangerous game. What? A one Orthodox, one not Orthodox? No, but like just in any religion, like if somebody's like, yeah, like I can get behind this. Sure. It's like well, my dad. I'll use my own example. Like, yes. That was like high risk that my like that he would like raise Jewish kids, stand by that his entire life. For sure. To the point where he had a Jewish funeral. Like, right, you know, right, right. that's like yeah. that's unusual. It was I think it was a little post-war when things were a little for our people, like a little crazier. Like, Not post-war. <laughs> my, my my grandfather's never been Orthodox in his life. But my dad, his son is a rabbi because. Uh, my father's mother, who who passed away when my father was in high school, is um, w was Orthodox and sent you know worked to like send their kids to uh, Jewish schools. Even though my grandfather would go leave, they, they wouldn't have like Shabbat meals. He would go work on Saturdays and and has truly never been any semblance of Orthodox in his whole life. Even now, ninety four. So it's not completely unheard of, but yeah, it is it is definitely very risky. All right. Well. We're dealing with a lot of interesting topics on what is it, Jew girl, old guy? Yes. Um, we have to have a, a Jewish pun for the old guy thing, also, if we're doing Jew girl. Jew, Jew girl. Jew girl, no guy. <laughs> I don't love that. It's yeah, funny. I, don't love it I also, Jew girl is like doing anti Semitism a little bit in the wrong true, context. True, true. So. Yeah, if someone calls you a Jew girl on the street, that's like, <laughs> yeah. right, now, now I'm doing the treadmill. Now I'm not walking in the city anymore. It's a great government. It's a great. Um, there's a stand-up comedian that does that, but it's not that original. Like, there's a great bit about how like Jew is the only word that's like a slur and the appropriate term in certain right. contexts. It's true. Like, <laughs> it's true. Um, we also had a good, um, you know, pre-episode of Jew Girl Old Guy before we ever even got on this podcast, talking about genetically grown meat. Oh yeah, that's true. We were talking about if uh, if if. Uh lab grown meat is kosher or not long story <laughs> Just... short uh, we have no idea <laughs> that would be every podcast of you girl old guys mm -hmm. we like i discuss unintelligently you try to get a word in with like the knowledge that you have and then we end the podcast where no progress has been what made. if like the producer kelly person on the Jew girl old guy is a rabbi who comes on for like the last five minutes he's been listening it's like stat boy on pti <laughs> like the person who like tells you what you got wrong during the episode it's like, all right, like, here's what you got right. Here's what you got wrong. And like, here's the answer. I feel like we need a panel of rabbis then. And now sure. we've like got like, a, we, need, we need like three rabbis. Uh, so now we've gone from PTI to like around the horn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, we'll workshop that. Um, oh, also, uh, I volunteered to host Chester. I hardly know her and Chester didn't get back to me. You did? Well, because Chester put me in a group used a group chat that has you, me, AB, and Av in it. Yes. And he didn't need my attention to it, but he just didn't want to make a new group chat. 
So I messaged him separately and was like, what the heck? And he was like, I'm oh. Now, like, knowing you, I mean, there's, like, a 50% chance you do that and a 50% chance saying, like, Alex, make your own chat. Like, why am I in here? Or, like, <laughs> Well, I was like, is this a Renap thing? He was like, no, it's 32 fans. I was like, he was like, you're just like collateral damage being in the chat. I was like, well, I'll host. Oh, no, I think that's a good idea. Uh, I just think someone else has to come up with the questions, maybe? Or are you coming up with the questions? Well, Chester comes up with the questions. Isn't that what you did for your... Oh, yes, I think that's what I... I, That's what I did, yes. I think Chester could probably come up with the questions and the fake answers if he wanted. I I have to remember what I did. I don't you totally... did I believe you came up with the questions or whoever came up with the questions and then you solicited fake answers from multiple people and then you picked the best Ah uh, yes. I asked like people who yeah would know like the Amirs and the like people who were uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian contributed an answer. And yes, Brian, as was my yeah. very good advice, is like everyone doesn't have to answer every question. It's just like if you have a good fake oh, answer. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Some people only answered some. Yes, that was that was true. Um, yeah, so Alex could do that. All right, uh, and that's a 32 fans podcast, yeah. Because I think Alex would probably think that he himself could host it, but I think he shouldn't host it. I think it worked how we went to you for the answer. Like, you were doing, like, yeah. shtick. Dr. Manda hosted do it, it, right? on Rob and Akiva, and Rob was not interested, so... I. You know, not in, interested in Chester. I hardly know her. Or like, no, in, no, in, in Rob. Chester, he didn't Nino, want I hardly... To like, he didn't want to know how much people know about him or could guess. He doesn't want to do his own. No, he didn't want to do his own, so we'll only do it on Chester. What about so Alex? he would have been like Sester, I hardly know her, which sounds <laughs> That's terrible. pretty good. Sester, <laughs> uh, I hardly a- Nino. If we did, an, if <laughs> we did like uh, Ally, I hardly Lasher or something like the. No, it'd be like Lasher, I hardly know her. Oh yeah, I, I have this. I sense. have the same construction as you and Chester. Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot. Um, I actually have her in my name. True, me, Brian. And Missy? If anything, it really works. Lasher, that's I hardly yeah. know her. That's like That is true. It's not great, but we I mean I have I don't we, the word wiener in my her. name, but yeah, the also ends in er. <laughs> it sounds like celebrity jeopardy. I'll take ends in er for five. It's also weird that. that your last and we've probably discussed this, but you have like a Jewish last name. Not only I don't think we've discussed this, but not only is it just like a Jewish last name, multiple people, multiple times have approached me and said, are you related to the Lashers in Brooklyn? I'm like, tell me more about the Lashers in Brooklyn. Oh, they're like an orth. Nope, definitely not. Are you sure? I'm positive. Like, I'm not related to like the Orthodox, the Mo'o. I've been asked about that of like different areas. I'm like, I I can promise you I'm not. And that was in the the era when my mom wasn't really... Growing up, Go works ahead. for the Jets. He's like a well, he's like a C-suite guy in the Jets. I think. My mom was not um, like really thrilled about me like openly telling people my dad wasn't Jewish at a certain point in my life. Still not now, but she can't. She's not listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like at that time when I was like a kid and people would ask me, I wouldn't be able to be like, trust me, I'm not related. The Lashers in my family aren't Jewish. I would just be like, no, I don't think so. I'm sure. Like I wouldn't say. Right. I would we just be weird and walk away. But where is your family from? I am much more familiar with this history on my mom's side, partially because I think that's like a Jewish thing, like mm-hmm. to know, uh, you know, to know where you came from vis-a-vis your persecution. Right. Um, right. Because it's where, is you to esca- be like, where you escape, basically, is, is, is right. you know. Where and when did you escape is, yeah, exactly. is the significant point. It's not so exciting to hear how like white people got here, you know. 
Right. It's like, ah, we wanted to make a little more money as a tailor, so we moved to <laughs> from Dublin. <laughs> it's so like, I don't the know. Nazis their were whole... coming three weeks later. We, you know, we got out of there. I mean, it was always a really big uh, thing. Like, you know, I remember once in like second grade, you're learning about like Ellis Island or immigrant, whatever. And you have like Ellis Island Day and you like come dressed in your probably inappropriate wares where you like carry a suitcase and like wrap yourself in a shawl and like you have to put on a map where your family came from. And I was like, where am I, is my family from? And my mom was like, you're Jewish. And I'm like, yeah, but country wise, like we're not from Israel. Like, where are we from? And she's like, oh, okay, Poland. And I'm like, everyone? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, that's our side. Like, you know, both mm -hmm. my my mom's grandparents were from Poland. So I was like, what about dad's side? Just, just Poland. So I was like, I was like shielded from the information. So I really, right. to this day, don't know. All right. That's not so interesting. Every day I aspire not to do any editing on this podcast. And then I have to go in for because no, of my good. own. No, I think, I think you could keep that. I don't think it's that. Um, I, are we up to the, uh, the Garner 101 seconds? Because I, I <laughs> we really haven't talked about the podcast. Uh, well, let's say this, a, a few things I just want to highlight through the episode. Mm -hmm. I, I love Nick's acting in this. I'm just like, well, what's the rent cheap, whatever you want, cheap, like, <laughs> like whatever, a lot of funny lines from Nick. Although I do think you know, at, by the end, okay. Reagan agrees to move in because she knows, I think knowing Cece helps normalize everybody else but before i think nick acts too weird to move in with prior to when she realizes she knows cc like megan fox should have been deterred from this situation so many beats before she gets like relieved of the fear in this situation if that makes any sense 100 percent. Yeah, yeah yeah um but I thought you would connect with Nick's line of uh, smush pain that feels like everything came out of a sandwich. <laughs> I mean, I haven't really thought about sandwiches in a while, so maybe it's too soon. Very, very fair. Um, uh, I mean, a lot of just like funny lines that aren't really worth like d digging into. But I love that Schmidt does a solo from Drumline to process his emotions. That was very funny. I thought that I thought that build. You know, it's it's silly and cartoonish, but I thought that bit held up. But I do think that the most memorable solo from Drumline to me is the bass drum solo off rather than the cannons. When's the last time you saw Drumline? Should we put it in the jar? Maybe. Um, I don't know if it was on cable like 12 years ago. Want to hear a terrible idea that your friend Alex Chester texted me about? Yeah, sure. He was like, FYI, Titanic's back on Netflix. I do think we should watch Titanic. I think it would be a great, great time to watch it now. And no, no. 32, fans, <laughs> 32 fans is desperate for, you know, two months of content before or six weeks of content before football season starts. I am unwilling to watch and do a podcast on Titanic until it would become uh, not untopical anymore. to discuss mm -hmm. the two weeks from now. No one will remember what broke, whatever. Submissile, no sub submissible. What are they called? Uh, submarine. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, so I am willing to do that podcast, but I do not want to do it when I it would make any sense to reference that. So, really, uh, another victim of, uh, of you know. <laughs> okay, <of> stop. <laughs> when did you become like a a, tra edgy? a topical tragedy comedian? Edgy? Well, I, I used to get all my joy from food. <laughs> <laughs> now 
you're just an asshole. Now I just have to feel like a jerk better. Okay, I could be a part. You of think the I was? You, you didn't think I was edgy until now? Oh my gosh. It's not edgy. It's like you're doing. You're like you're. It's like whatever. You're like Dane Cook has entered the chat. It's funny, but there's a certain point of view. Dane Cook. Yeah, you're giving that. Dane Cook right now. Oh my gosh. All right. Dane Cook does most of these jokes from are his... stolen from TikTok. Yeah, Dane Cook <laughs> did his Cook. latest special from his the, like from his house. He invited like people to his house. Well, you know who did that? Oh. Kevin Hart. Really? But I also think it's the fake house. Like, I mean, Kevin pe- Hart did that in the pandemic. What's Dane Cook's excuse? Right, right. Dane Cook, uh, I don't think it was the pandemic. Dane Cook stole another, <laughs> another idea from an existing comedian. Yes. Um. Um. Yeah. That's. Uh. Yeah. I. I. I watched the first one minute of it, but seemed he doesn't have it anymore. You know. I'm also acting like I don't that Dane Cook isn't the person whose material I reference the most. Like I reference Dane Cook material probably once a month. It is, uh, you know, that's a real fall from grace he had. And I've told you this before. I, I own it. It was like a, it was like my entire vocabulary in 2008. So, and it's it's funny. Like, it is funny. I'm not saying he should be successful, but the 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 material is funny. Oh, Who's by the way, he's is. another person. We're talking about billionaires getting nervous about losing their money. His brother and her wife, or somebody like that, his wife, like, uh, stole all his money. Really. A lot of his money. He lost like thirteen million dollars. His brother went to jail. Yeah. So what's his nineteen-year-old bride in it for? <laughs> I guess his his great jokes. Look, I'm a G. He probably kept like another thirteen million. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot that he's got the he's got the the child bride. The child bride. All right. Um... Look at you now. You're edgy. Yeah, I just said that. All right. So Nick is super weird. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Producer Kelly wants to know if you've seen the wedding planner. Are we too cool like Cece and Reagan? I have not seen the wedding planner. You haven't seen the wedding planner? No. Well, Bridget Wins- uh, Winston. Winston. I, don't know, I can't read my own handwriting. Empress. That's a lie. I typed it. I think I just typed it wrong. Sampras. Uh, what's his? The tennis guy's wife. Bridget Wilson. Yeah. For Wilson. Right. He. Uh, she plays like the fiance that he's actually engaged to in the wedding planner. So that was like a funny reference. Wedding planner, great oh. movie. That should be your reward. That's your little treat. Or how about when you reach your second goal weight, I'll do the Titanic podcast with Alex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how okay. many pounds are we away from your second goal? Weight? Second goal weight? Um, like 14. Mm. What's the, what about the third? Maybe the third. The third is like is like thirty four. That makes yeah. See, sense. I believe in you. I believe you're gonna hit your second one too no, soon. No, the so. third goal I think is probably out of reach. But what are you talking about? You're already you were down sixteen pounds last week. I know, but it's it, I think it gets slower after like the first the initial well, sure, shed, you know? but... Plus, I don't know All if right. I can keep this up for a while. Okay, I think you can. Um, I will say the interaction and closeness developed between Reagan and Schmidt in this episode makes absolutely no sense, but I think they have great acting chemistry. Like, yeah, they do I have enjoy the scene with them. But I agree. It's like, and, and there's a funny joke at the end where, like, Winston, they, the writers must have realized, like, oh, Winston has never interacted with Reagan yet, so he introduced himself at the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's like me, it was um, like me in summer camp talking to girls, like, the last day. Oh, by the way, thank you. <laughs> Or us, this podcast, like 23 minutes in, being like... (laughs) Correct. 
Um, but I, all right. So Schmidt proposes with an invisible ring saying that like all Momo wives, uh, he trusts her now implicitly. And she's like, yeah, but you're getting me a real ring, which is like, I'm ready to see the ring already. Like I was ready for a ring to be in that box. Yeah, I didn't understand. I but also I didn't remember that there was no ring involved. Well, okay. Um, so they all get Reagan back, although she's giving up a sick deal for a non-kosher eater that she gets a lobster, a free lobster a week. Uh, yeah. A little morbid that she's living with the lobster that then she'll decide to eat. But regardless, um, and she agrees to move in, and uh, we'll see where it goes from here. You predicted eight episodes. We'll see how far off you were. Uh, producer Kelly wants to know who won the episode, Cube. Good question. You know, a lot of people would say that, you know, Schmidt just hearing about <laughs> Cece and Megan Fox. Um, you're a pig. I, I, it's a joke. Um, Dude, you're supposed to answer with the most iconic re- retort to that uh, by our friend A.C. Slater. Oink, oink, baby. Oink, oink. oink <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Um, this is one of the hardest ones we've ever had. I don't know. I guess Reagan can Reagan win. She gets to move in with her old friend Cece and like has a better spot. This is hard. Moving it, paying rent to these jamokes when yeah, you're going to be treated like how Nick's treating her it's in a true. creepy way is not a win. But but Kelly is with you, Keith. She says, absolutely, Reagan. As Nick said, she ran the room. She had Moxie. Fit right in with the crew while doing her own thing. Her comedic timing was great, and she gets the group hug at the end. Honorable mention to Allie, who was clutch in both bar scenes. I'm going to say this. I think Nick wins the episode. Okay. He doesn't. It depends it. on your definition. If it's based on who has the best result at the end. Like, Schmidt's still struggling with his jealousy. He walks out of that shower scene like, uh, you know, like he's going to keep it at bay for CeCe's sake, but he still feels the insecurity. So I don't think he's had, like, any real growth for himself. Right. CeCe's still got to marry someone who's projecting his trust issues onto her. Um, Reagan, I'm not ready to... Like, I don't think moving into the loft makes her the winner. Winston had no real movement, so maybe by default it's him. So I would give it to Nick as, like, the hottest girl he's ever seen in his life has now moved in despite what an embarrassing, crazy display he's put on and she's touched by it. So like what a win for Nick. I agree. I agree. I think I think Nick is probably the better choice. But I do think Megan Fox the actress is like has very funny memorable like parts in the episode. So it's I don't think Nick is like the funniest part of the episode, but Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Nick the character probably. All right, so let's give you your 100 minutes in honor of the real 100th episode of uh New Girl, the Garner minute. First Garner minute we've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. Hold on. I have to do the very difficult math of saying 100 seconds is 1 minute and 40 seconds. All right. So are you ready, Akiva? Yes, I am. Here. Go ahead. Jennifer Garner was asked um, what she misses most about not like from her pre-fame days. When she, what is she not able to do that she was able to do when she wasn't famous? And she said, the loss of being able to smile at someone on the street and say hello as yourself. So I guess she doesn't have any real interactions. That wouldn't have been my guess. Um, but it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting take. Um, a lot of other news. We haven't had a Garner Minute in a couple of months, I think, at this point. So Father's Day happened. 
and um, Jennifer Garner uh, had a post about her dad, but somehow also threw in a shout-out to uh, B.A., as she calls him, or B.G.A. What's Ben Affleck's middle name? Can you look that up while I'm, while I'm doing this? Sure. Uh, Happy Father's Day to the best ever do it. She's talking about her dad. She's also wore jeans in church. I didn't know that wasn't allowed. I've never been to church. But um, she said, shout-out to B.G.A. No one loves their kids like you love ours. Happy Father's Day, Ben X. Um, That's so nice. It's, it's not... Gez- Geza, G-E with an accent, Z-A. Geza, okay. Um, and then um, if you're like, oh, that's so nice that she's still getting along with Ben, she went to Disneyland and took not only her kids, but she took J-Lo's daughter. Now, what's the connection? I don't know. That's not even Ben's daughter, right? Um, but, yeah, Jennifer Garner took a bunch of kids. Well, it's, the, like it's the step-sibling of her kids. I guess that is their step-sibling, right? They, they, yeah, they are married now, right? Um, so, yeah, that is true. Anyway, uh, she took them all to Disneyland. Probably an expensive day. Six kids in Disneyland. Maybe. I mean, are you? if you're a celebrity, are you getting free? Like, uh, are they comping you? Oh, I'll never thank know. you. Thank you, Akiva. That was great. Yeah. It would have been funny if, if the whole series, the Garner Minute, was like the amount of seconds of the, of the episode. So, like, the first Garner Minute was one second, and then the 11th <laughs> was, like, 11 seconds, and now, finally, I'm getting a lot of time. Um, That would have been good. Let's restart the podcast. Mm-hmm. Just for Did that. you, when you and Rob were kicking around ideas of what to do next, did you consider a Saved by the Bell rewatch? We didn't, but I think that would have, honestly, it's a good idea. Um, I sort of always wanted to do it. Zach did not make it. I guess, like, the company he was working for, Oh, they didn't finish the um, Zack to the Future, whatever. They never it was finished Zack to the Future. Uh, people stopped paying for it, and they, someone asked him, and he's like, you know, basically someone has to pay for it. Uh, and there was a pretty good Say by the Bell podcast with like, uh, you know, sort of L.A. sort of alt comedy scene uh, called Go Bayside, like a decade ago. Because I thought of this because the woman they referenced, Sampras. Uh, was in a few episodes to say the bell. I did a little deep dive in her. It wasn't too interesting. So I didn't bring it up in this hour. I mean, he's famously one of the least interesting people on earth, Pete Sampras. So, well, no, his wife I dug into and she, yeah, but I'm sure she's boring too. If she's married to that snooze ball, you know? Mm Um, but, uh, then I was like, that would be not that we're looking for ideas, but I do think that would be the only passable idea that if we ever want to get ngog back off the ground i feel like that's the only thing that would uh besides ad hoc things we want to discuss once in a while if we ever like there's a jewish movie or something we want i don't know i'm just uh, the feed will remain open so if we ever want to do something saved by the bell is like what 88 episodes depending on what i did look into this too depending Mm -hmm. on how much you include and i feel like that would be um you know, in both of our wheelhouses. And so I'm surprised. I, but then I immediately was like, oh, well, you and Rob must have discussed this. And I don't think it. we ever did. I Because I don't think he's. No, I don't. I could ask Rob, but I don't think we ever discussed. Maybe that's more of an Eric Stein thing with him than maybe. you think. Oh, with maybe him. I would. Uh, yeah, me, you and Eric Stein. I don't know. That would be good. I don't think we can get him. I think I I don't know. He. I mean, I got him for seven days, seven days in a row uh, earlier this year. Have, no. have we talked about when now? That's Rob. Right. You're you attached to Rob is different than you attached to me in oh. getting guests. Okay. You still you're still part of it. I'm dogging myself. Like mm. you and Rob is a different ass than you and me. 
for anyone. What is Bridget Wilson's most famous role? Um, she was a uh, big. She was um, Billy Madison, the teacher. Yeah, Veronica Vaughn. Was that a quiz to me, or you were just no, no? Um, oh, oh, oh. Who's who is Ginger in Saved by the Bell, or should we save it for our? So I looked into this. Question. She's like, I I feel like I I Google imaged her, and she's I think she's like a very dumb date that. She's not that, the pigtail um, girl. That goes she? on. No, that's um, that's um, freaking what's her name? Violet. Violet. You talking about Violet? No, but yeah. that's uh, the famous woman, um, Tori Spelling. Dumb blonde with a shallow personality. This this is not me. This is Saved by the Bell wiki. Yeah, Google Google image. I remembered that. That's crazy. Because I just Googled imaged her and was like, oh, yeah, she's like that ditzy girl. Six episodes. Yeah, I don't remember much about Ginger, but. um, What happened to Back to the Beach, the Laguna Beach? Did that suffer the same fate? It looks like their last episode was January 10th. Oh, really? They, had, they, were, they were analyzing Laguna Beach and they never did it? Yeah, it was Kristen Cavallari and Steven, so they got, like, really big. Oh, but they have YouTube with April 11, 2023. <laughs> it's hard to get these celebrities to commit to podcasts, you know? But it was a great podcast, and then I stopped downloading, so I wonder wonder what happened. If you know, please do write in. I'm curious. Um, and they, like, had uh... – oh, no, they finished it. They finished it. It just wasn't coming up for me on Apple Podcasts. I just, I'm behind. Okay, good for them. I mean, it was only two seasons, so they didn't have a lot to, that they had to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Want to know some advice I regret giving, and then we'll wrap up? Please, yes. Well, I don't regret giving it. I still think it's the right. So I was very, very um, in favor of Av and, and Alex doing Friends Rewatch. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. If you, I, still, I, I think nobody should do a podcast, but if you're going to do one, I think it's a good idea. For the reasons I said, I still stand by those reasons. But I started watching Friends, which I have never done. I've watched, you know, cover a couple cover. episodes on a plane or, you know, it's on cable, whatever. I'm familiar with the general plot. I'm familiar with all the characters. There's nothing I have seen so far in like the 10 or so episodes I've watched that has been like a major shock to me. So like I've seen most of the episodes, but never, as you said, cover to cover in order. I feel so validated in my distaste, not distaste for friends, but in my status as a Seinfeld person. Like, it's not a good show. And I used to never say that. I used to be like, Friends is fine. I just don't like it as much as Seinfeld. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I think I, season one is like not a good season also. I think but I love good. season one of Seinfeld and I'm not everyone feels that way. Like I am a purist of Seinfeld. I am waiting for this to get better. And I feel bad for Rob and Chester that I was so, uh, I still think like us, like you can show up and have a lot more new things to talk about from just watching the episode. But as a show, I really invalidated in my position as a Seinfeld fan. I hear what you're saying. I do think it's funny because in the office, not in the television show, of the office, but in my office, I'll like sometimes ask, "Are you a Seinfeld fan or a Friends fan?" And and also, I famously sometimes wear. Have I talked about wearing that shirt on this show? Or was that on which shirt? On Thirty Two Fans. I have that very stupid shirt that says Friends, but it's the Seinfeld cast. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. Yeah. So I never. So I wore it. Um, I wore it to work one day. And, like, everyone was staring at me. It was like I finally f learned what it was like to be, like, Megan Fox. Everyone was just staring at my chest on the on the train. <laughs> and, 
And it was, like, uncomfortable. Like, normally nobody's staring at me. So, um, it, it, like, people would, like, talk to me and whatever. And, like, the whole day in the elevators, people would comment on the shirt. There was so much attention to the shirt, I would never wear it again to work. It was everyone because was it's a great me. shirt. That's a great shirt. It's so stupid. A friends T-shirt. Friends with logo. Do you want it? Cast. Yeah, I do want it actually. I have t- I have two of them. Well, here's another thing that I was I was telling someone. Why do you have two? Okay, so wait, sorry. I can buy it for fourteen ninety nine. Is it just a white T-shirt with the gang in a rectangle and it just says the friends thing on top of it? Yes. Yes. This is a great shirt. Mm-hmm. It is so stupid, but that's why it's, it's great. It's so stupid. You're going to get it? Well, if you're offering it for... I'll get it a year from now for free versus now for $15. In a month. I'll, get, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it or whatever. I mean, I don't know if I'm coming. You coming month, in a month? Next time I come. Um, right. Well, within a year. I could get it on a tie-dye shirt. That's cool. Oh, interesting. My one fear, if I lose all this weight, by the way, to tie it back in, I, I got like all these cool shirts. What if I have to get all new shirts? Maybe I should gain the well, weight back. Do you know what I think about when I think about that? What? When I'm like either getting rid of clothes that don't fit me anymore or buying new clothes. I'm like, well, what if I, you know, who knows what will happen in my life, whatever. Like, or even my mom, let's say this. My mom like gained half a shoe size when she had her second kid, me. Yeah. So like I'm buying all these shoes now. I'm like, what if I have kids and I can't wear these shoes anymore? I'm like, if you lose weight, Akiva, and you hit your goal weight, won't it be a joy for you to buy new clothes? Like, you'll feel so good. You know, not that weight is bad, but, like, you'll feel good that you've met your health goals. So it'll be a joy for you to buy new clothes. And then I could have, like, uh, fat clothes and skinny clothes. So if I've ever ballooned up, down, like, I got the clothes already. No, then you got to get rid of the clothes. You have to dress for the body you have now. (laughs) That you want, just for the body you have, not the body you want. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. All right. We, We end how we start. Uh, back, God knows where. All right, mm-hmm. so I look forward to getting that T-shirt from you. I, I don't want to say something mean, but like, how used is the other shirt you have? Like, well, I have two. Used? So is one of like them heavy is not, use? One of them is not used at all. But I'll, 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 oh wow, that. you don't yeah. wear both? I'd be wearing both in the rotation. Well, I, I, I like, like I said, I would never wear it again. Everyone was staring at me on the train. It was a great shirt. You have to get used to having great clothes. I, People look at them I when came you have home. Listen, Adira is a cool kid, my eighth grader. I came yeah, home she's yesterday. Throwing it back. She said, uh, "She said, oh wow, you look really cool.' I mean, she didn't say cool. She said like a, a word that maybe the kids would say for cool that I don't remember. But she, <laughs> she said, I, I, I was like, she said only my shoes didn't match. So I was Did wearing, she say like, you had Riz? She didn't say I have Riz, but <laughs> I have, I have like a, a lot of like old school team shirts." Um, like teams that from like the 1800s or something. I have a lot of like t because in the summer I only wear t-shirts to work, but I also like you don't want to wear the same t-shirt every week. People will pay you know if you wear like a maroon shirt, nobody's paying attention. But so I have like a 20 t-shirt rotation, so like max once a month I'm wearing the same shirt. So I have a it's like a, a let's say the team was like uh what's in what's the city that starts with M like the Minnesota Millionaires and their logo is like um like a green dollar bill. It's not Minnesota. I'm blanking on what the M is, but okay. And I had green shorts and that, and she's like, "Oh, you, you're like really matching." Um, so I guess I don't know. I guess I'm a style icon. All right. Well, you have Riz. No, not anymore. Now the Riz is gone because now I got to get all new clothes. What well, if I get the same clothes? Just in I mean, one how much? Less? How much? Well, don't you? You know, like classic dad fashion. Like shirts tend to get a little tight. I feel like you. Well, still right. Be able to well, wear. the problem was I was eat my. I got like egg, I was getting like 
like extra large and then uh, and you know what i mean or like with different sizes also for like here or whatever and also here there aren't a lot of heavy people but i was like the like my even my but my second level and my second shirts were getting too big do you know what i mean so now i'm just at like normal with my bigger shirts i'm not up to the small shirts yet all right. Well, more on that next week as we discuss season no, five, episode no, no seven. No more. Don't. There will be no wig. Keep speaking of Jewish women. Wig. Uh, while mm. you decide what you think that's about, uh, check out Thirty Two Fans as they apparently struggle for content. Mm-hmm. Check out. I think we're going to be doing another Seinfeld quotes on the Patreon soon. So look out for that. Um, with the aforementioned Jared Jerome. It was clear that when I said Missy got into an issue, that had nothing to do with him, right? That was like, that was all above board and discussed on the podcast. Nothing nefarious. Um, And then I realized as I said that, I was like, did I say that the right way? Um, Not that it matters. Uh, Check out Renap. I'm sure you're doing something dreadful. Um, And and that's it. Do you want to know what it is? You can tell me if it's dreadful. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, do your post. Uh, Rob is calling me. We're already halfway through it. Rob is calling me uh, every day, all seven days in a row, and we are speaking for 15 minutes. He basically just says, Akiva, how can I help you? And then we talk for 15 minutes about how he can help me. Oh, that's, I love that. Can mm-hmm. he do that for me? Um, uh, You could get me to do that for you. That's like the you know poor man's version. If I asked Rob, like, hey, Rob, I really use some support. Could you check in with me? He would do it. He's a nice oh, guy. Oh, 100%. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, for content, uh, you know... Uh, no, I mean, maybe, but yeah, definitely for non-content, he for sure would. Um, all right. Uh, there was something I want to tell you about. Oh, how did your new hobbies come out? You never told, like, did you do anything from that? I know that was a while ago. New hobbies? Uh, I picked GeoGuessr. The problem with GeoGuessr is I'm face blind, so that sort of translates. You know what? I don't know what that is, and I don't really want to. <laughs> Let's end the podcast like this. All right. What do you think Wig's about Wig, next week? I don't know. Megan Fox. Wig. Whatever. <laughs> Who wears she a wig? Wears a, she wears a shaitel, Megan Fox. Who's she? Okay. Megan Fox. <laughs> All right. Uh, maybe next week really will be Jew Girl Old Guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, see you next mm-hmm. week, Keith. Bye. See you on the one Ali and Akiva. Gonna talk a TV show. And maybe Jenny Garner.